0: usher 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 usher, usher, usher. usher, usher. usher, usher. Uh, oh, welcome to a very special year in review episode of Broadway Radio my name is Matt Timoniani and i am joined we are going three wide today for the first oh, time yeah. in a long time that voice you just heard giving Something uh, similar to, like, the Chester Cheetah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was me. That was Ashley Steves. Ashley, how are you? It's
1: true. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm warm in my room as my radiator has just kicked on. But other nice. than that, stay Not- cool.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, we are also joined by Grace Aki, who I believe um, her Zoom name right now is I'm Tired. Grace, are you tired?
2: I am tired and so excited at the same time. Oh. My body, limp. My mind, attuned.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said as and only a comedy writer uh, can say. So um, in this episode, we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows that we saw in the entirety of the year of our Lord 2022. our Lord, of course, referring to Stephen Sondheim. They, we're going to go through we're going to talk about five shows each we're going to count them down five through one and then if we have some honorable mentions we can throw out at the end as well i am going to speak for ashley real quick before we get into our list um i believe you saw it virtually i saw it in person i didn't want to like just put this on the top of our list and then people be like oh they're just saying that because they're like kissing up no legitimately i didn't put this on the list (laughs) i wanted to say it separately true and true. But to free a mockingbird, like I have to Obviously. have, I, we have to mention to free a mockingbird.
1: It's required by uh, law. In fact, well, even if it was, even if it wasn't, it's still mowing everybody right no. now. Yay, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> we love, we love Grace's show. It would be a little awkward to like put it in comparison with other shows, but we love it. We I've, I've, Believed No, the stream would have been the year before. So I saw it in the stream in 2021. So one of my favorite shows of 2021. Also one of my favorite shows of 2022. Eesh. And hopefully we'll get to see it in 2023, 2024, 2025, and so on and so forth from I here in perpetuity for the rest of time. But... Since I guess that kind of, that will be our, our, our honorary number six for both, uh, Ashley and me. So Grace, yeah. why don't, are you ready? Do you want to start with your number five or do you want a little bit more time to hear us yeah, go first? No.
2: What an honor. Thank you all so much for (laughs) even including that. That means so much to me. Um, I would love to kick this off with my um, fifth uh, pick of the best of 2022. Um, And I am starting with my trip to uh, London. As you know, I was Mm. thrilled to make this trip, but also... um, Getting to see my first show in London was at the National Theater after having a great trip to, to visit with them and to learn more about the organization, like in person, because I'd worked with them previously, but seeing blues for an Alabama sky, which was, is written by the only poet laureate to ever come out of atlanta georgia um Mm -hmm. to see it like across the pond with like samara wiley and then learning about the incredible actors that are in london it was just such a beautiful piece of theater and then it's also set in harlem where my partner literally (laughs) lives so we traveled all the way just to see a show you know kind of like to stay home yeah exactly but it was just a moving piece. And, and I think whenever we talk about the national theater, we have such reverence for it. But to feel that in, in the theater was such an inviting welcome to learning about how theater works, um, in another country. So that was, that was my top five.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, one thing that I think we should talk about here, if one of us has, A show on someone else's list. Should Ah. we save it to discuss when it's at the person who's hires spot? Do we want to do it that way? Does that make sense? Sure.
1: Yeah, I like that. that.
0: Let's do that. Okay. So, Ashley, what do you have at number five?
1: I don't know if this – this might be an overlap with one of yours, Matt, because you did recommend the show to me. And I am incredibly happy that I
0: got to see the final performance – I think it's going to be much higher on my list.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, this is the thing with my five, I I I have a vague idea of them in order that's fine i can so they're, but guarantee that none of my list is y'all's list at all. that's fine, <laughs> that's, fine. Even, that's fine even even better yes. um but i would say that my fifth slot has to go to which way to the stage at mcc so happy to see the final performance of yeah. this before it closed also so mad it was the only time that i got to see it as a result <laughs> yeah. um sas goldberg and max jenkins are incredible and it was just a
0: delightful Dude, look at theater are you are you a goldfish Are you a goldfish? Because, like, literally, like 20 seconds ago, we just said, if it's on someone else's list, we'll talk about it at the higher spot when we get to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I am (laughs) the higher (laughs) spot. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, I higher on the like the the, the pyramid, fair, lower number. You're right. It was confusing on what higher it means, was I
1: confusing. Guess. To be fair, I feel like it makes more sense to talk about it when it arises first. Because how am I supposed to know where yours? Well, because I,
0: to- but- I told you I said it's higher. Oh, well, okay. Either way, go ahead. You, you, everything you said is 100 correct. <laughs> You're
1: gonna bounce off of this in a second anyway, and I will be thrilled to let you. But you know, delightful look at ind- theater as an industry and as a fandom a fandom reflected against its own own white gaze and heterosexuality of it all i would say the only thing and probably why it's so low on the high end of this list for me is i i wanted more out of the end of it but i think that's just the price i paid for absolutely adoring
0: the rest of it yeah i to be honest with you i don't even remember exactly what the ending was uh,
1: exactly
2: oh i think you did it defied gravity
1: well
0: yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It was yeah. yeah. Well Yeah. Th- what's great about this show is that I think whatever you went in thinking that it was going to be, yeah. it absolutely was not. And the fact that you go to a show whose log line is is like two theater obsessives waiting outside the stage door of if then to get Adina Menzel's autograph. And Could then be a you, cute comedy. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like that's funny, that's interesting, that's very niche, that's very in our wheelhouses. But then for it to also become this incredible examination of of what it means to be queer, what it means to be a woman, mm-hmm. um, inherent misogyny, um, inherent, uh, homophobia and, and personal. And internalized. Uh, inter- and, and, yeah, that. internalized homophobia. Like it was brilliant and I, I think that it was one of the best things that I saw I will say it was my number three show on my list ah. um, they, uh,
2: wrote one of the best things. it was literally my yeah, top yes. mention I, I so same I wrote this there and I was like you know it's having it's out of town right now uh, another you know um, theater company where her husband Nick <laughs> originated. yes, yes.
0: Um, I will mention him later uh, in the episode as well so all right so my number five Actually, we may or may not have an overlap on this one because okay. you and I saw the show together. Um, I am going to talk about Top Dog, Underdog. Ah, honorable uh,
1: which... mention for me, so you're safe.
0: Yeah, good. Okay, so we saw it at the Golden Theater, directed by Kenny Leon, uh, Susan Lurie Parks, Pulitzer Prize winning show from twenty years ago, over twenty years ago. Now we saw it with the uh, amazing Corey Hawkins and Yahya Abdul Mateen the mm-hmm. we- Second. When you try to talk about chemistry in a theatrical performance, this, this is like at the absolute top of the list. I don't know how you direct chemistry or if it's even possible to direct chemistry or if it's just something that you have to like have naturally with other people or just inherently by yourself. But this felt electric from the moment that Mm -hmm. these two got on stage together and And like
1: we've said before when we talked about it just really familial because i mean they do play brothers and not only is chemistry nearly impossible to direct doing familial chemistry is even more and i never for a second doubted that these two have a lifelong history together
0: yeah it was Uh, you know it's a pulitzer prize winning play so obviously Uh it is remarkable kenny leon is a tony winning director one of the best working today and these two actors who are incredibly accomplished on both stage and screen really brought what you have to have to this show which is electricity and and nuance and what's so interesting about the show is that there really wasn't anybody who stayed the same throughout and it ebbed and flowed as to who you sympathized with. And it was really, really remarkable achievement. I I think that it was, like I said, my fifth favorite show of the year. And I hope that people have the opportunity to go out and see it before it closes on January 15th. Grace uh, up next, what do you got for number four?
2: Okay. So this, this is kind of like uh, dumb, but um, the first day of previews, I was very fortunate to get the green light, um, along with many of my other colleagues, to push forward this rush to the box office initiative for Ain't No Mo. Um, I was so proud of that. To, and then to having just watched it in rehearsal and thinking like, I'm so excited and moved to be a part of this and just to help usher in like Jordan's work. um And then the next night to be at the show. And I, it's just one of those like start to finish that I've not I've not really had that in the industry of like. Learning all of the ins and outs of, you know, what goes into um, campaigns and all those exciting things, but also, also like ticket initiatives for people. That's really hard to, to accommodate and accomplish. And the line out the door of the box office that day was so exciting because we were like, okay, it worked. Uh-huh. And the people are going to come. And then to see the show, to be in the room, to hear all of the audience reactions to certain things and seeing how those landed. Glorious. It was, yeah, it was really glorious. And I, I mean, I was crying the whole time, even like, like the funny parts, because I was just like, oh, I remember like this, you know, from, oh, I see what they did. You know, finally, I got to see the, you know, the props, the costume. It was just like bizarre. And F was so kind to just be like, yeah, we're watching a show. <laughs> you know? That's how these things and, um, work. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think it was just like the acknowledgement of this person's work and believing in it and um, getting mm-hmm. to be a part of that in the tiniest cog way. Um, was really satisfying. But as like an artist, like seeing the youngest playwright on Broadway um, in history at 27 yeah. performing their show was inspirational. So that was my um, number four.
0: Awesome. Ashley, what about you?
1: um i'm delighted to also report that ain't no Mo is my favorite show. <laughs> um obviously from a very different standpoint from the audience and the critical side of it unfortunately this will probably be closed by the time this episode comes out i obviously hope it's not matt you and i saw it together um and there we, we kind of left the show being like well, I remember you said, I'm not smart enough <laughs> to understand everything that just happened. Sure. And uh, the first thing I said to you is, I need you to unpack that with me. It was such a delight to my eyes and something so truly of its own. These vignettes and sitcom scenes that always felt like even before they descended into chaos that they were always on the verge of total chaos. Yet, you know that everything that went into the show was so delicate and exact, but you know, from the pre-show playlist to the curtain, it was just a sensorial feast that was so packed and absurd. And I cannot wait to see what Jordan E. Cooper has to do next.
0: Absolutely. Um, My number four, not, um, Ain't no mo, but wow. uh, a very worthy one. However, it is a show, Grace, that you and I saw together, uh, here recently, like a week and a half ago. It is <laughs> Death of a Salesman, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, on Broadway. And by the time you hear this, on Wednesday, the 21st, the episode that dropped in your podcast feed will be an interview that I did with McKinley Belcher the third, who mm-hmm. plays Happy Loman in the production. It was a great conversation. And I've already talked about the show, so I don't want to belabor it too, too much. But what I think is always interesting about taking these shows that are part of the American theatrical canon and putting them under a new light in the 21st century is how they do two things. One, illuminate the essential core of what the text has always said and then two, bring to light new things that the text has never even imagined and i think that this production does both of those things beautifully and uh, mckinley and i talk about the fact that like everything that's on the stage there is what Arthur Miller wrote aside from maybe the songs or whatever, but it is still there. It is, this is still death of a salesman. But when you do the things that they did in terms of casting a black family in the center of this story, it brings in so much different context that was not part of the calculus to what this show has ever been before. And to see it done, not only with so much Talent and grace from this cast, from director Miranda Cromwell, um, from Anna, uh, Anna Fleischel, who did the scenic and costume design, who I've interviewed before here on Broadway Radio, and um, everybody involved with the, the original music, uh, Femi Tumowo. It was it was just a incredible production for somebody who loves that show. Uh, Ashley, I know when you saw it, you don't you said this might be the best production of this show you've ever seen, but you don't normally yep. like the show, and I, I think that that absolutely
1: also do not. And I have to say that the performances of this production would be enough to convince me otherwise. Yeah,
0: And it's it was fantastic. The performances not only from uh, McKinley and Chris Davis who played Biff, but mm-hmm. especially Wendell Pierce and Sharon D. Clark were tremendous. And everybody in the cast, not just the Loman family, but everybody in the cast was uh, incredible in a show that will, in a production that will stay with me for a long time. So Death mm-hmm. of a Salesman is my number four. Uh, uh grace what do you have for number three
2: okay number three happened pretty recently again i'm kind of like saying things that happened around a show and then the show itself That's so fine. hopefully nobody's totally ever fine. gonna like rake me across the coals for that but um so uh, gathering asian supporting um broadway's closing mm-hmm. of k-pop was one of the most moving exciting like just joyful experiences of the year for me. Um it came together very last minute but very like kindly and respectfully organized um just from the donations I got to go to Hmart to bring Korean snacks to everybody hanging out outside to the reception from all of the Broadway shows that were contacted and the people that just showed up. You guys know like I mean I'll quote the damn show. Um, pe- all people want you to do in life is is show up. And so mm-hmm. when people show up, it's just, it costs you nothing to to just cheer people on. And I hope this happens more in our Broadway community, especially because often the people in the company have no control over these things. Absolutely. Um, that's how it goes down. But just knowing that there was just a unified yes. And, and high five to everyone. I mean, like Matt, you were there, like it was, was. a really joyful, I hope moment. You know, the fact that we got the acceptance to have the cast outside. And they performed a little bit for fun in the alleyway and Helen Park speaking and having the news cover it to say like, they're going out with a bang and they're going out with love. And it's not going to be a sad, hey, everybody take your stuff and get out moment. Um, But that show got better and better and better over the weeks that I saw it. I saw it four times again. This is not a show that I work on. It's just one that I have a friend in and now more friends, but also I just support. I'm excited to uplift those narratives. But But the show itself kicked ass by the end. Like, I mean, it always was really exciting and fun. And I know everybody has feelings about it off Broadway, but like the, I just, I, I hope to everyone that it has another life because it really was such a, such a thrill. And thank you, Matt, for, for coming along that one day. I bullied you. Oh my God. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) No, no, you didn't bully me at all. And like that, it it honestly Uh, is one of my. Yeah, it is honestly one of my honorable mention shows uh, of the year. It didn't make my top five, but it is in that next group of shows that I have here on my list that I'll talk about here in a minute. But, like, it was a great experience to be in that theater to see this show. But also, to be honest with you, Grace it was extra special to see it with you because of how much you love that show. Like that was um, contagious and the energy kind of rubbed off on you to me. And I was already excited to see it. And then to see it with you made it even more special. So that is oh, definitely cute, uh, one of my, <laughs> that is definitely <laughs> one of my honorable mentions, but um, so is it number three? So what do we have for you, Ashley at number three?
1: Okay. I have a very different vibe. Uh, so over at playwrights horizons, I saw Mia Chung's catch as catch can, I think, think, mid-November. Um, it was one of the most challenging shows I saw this year because it was two hours, no intermission, um, never ceasing, and with actors playing roles, dual roles It's a cast of three. I think the reviews that had a problem with it really had a problem with it. But for me, it was so, so welcome. Um, the themes are the same across all productions of it. its family dysfunction and the pervasiveness of American racism at home across generations. But I think when it was done a few. Years ago at New Ohio Theater, it was an all-white cast. In the notes for the show, it says it has to either be done with an all-white cast or an all-East Asian cast. This production was all Asian, uh, played beautifully by John Norman Schneider, Rob Yang, and Cindy Chung. I think this is the stronger version of it through that lens on paper. I can't speak to it in practice. It just felt very much like... And I I say this with love because I adore one of these shows and hate the other, but it felt like Fairview and A Delicate Balance had a baby. Um, But it's also this and Ain't No Mo, I think, were kind of the pinnacle of shows this year that really trusted their audiences to just go with the flow and not explain it and not slow down until you got the idea. And I could tell people in the audience were having a difficult time with that, but I didn't want it to end. And I can't say that about many shows.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Um, Number three, as I've always said, was which way to the stage. uh, Mm -hmm. So we don't need to talk about that anymore. Grace, what do you have at number two?
2: I have at number two. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh
0: God, that is frightening. Laugh. I don't know what that means is coming next, but <laughs> it's
2: because the way I wrote my notes, I just wrote Billy Crystal, which is not. A oh show. yeah, shocking. No,
0: no it's but a that's show. Really, it's all show. Yeah. really,
2: all that matters. Really, all that matters. Being able, because of another like incredible kindness um from someone, um, I was able to see Billy Crystal's final performance of Mr. Saturday Night with one of my best friends who um is we had the we hosted our Billy Crystal party at my apartment years ago. So seeing the show with her, knowing how much we love David Paymer and Billy in general and we like locked eyes several times like it was like the most magical like being at the niederlander jason rubber brown like standing in the back we were just like what's happening babalu and Lowell were there and i was just like i love your work um <laughs> like, so strange. but that was just such a magical theater experience for a fan but also like we had a whole day we got um cat's delicatessen beforehand we were in head to what she's having yeah billy crystal okay. gear um I, gear. I cry thinking about it like the videos that i put up like people will never a- and now i have like a fully signed poster which is nuts um mm-hmm. from everyone at the show so um that was that was my number two i mean uh, rivaling number one theatrical sure. experience of the year because when you when you see your idol doing their work on stage at the same level energy level as they did 20 30 years ago i just can't i can't beat that like i don't know how it gets better Mm -hmm. than that so that's number two
0: so in fact it does not get better is what you're saying it actually no, doesn't it get it
2: really yeah.
1: does it i promise
0: <laughs> thanks a lot trevor <laughs> yeah. all right uh ashley what do you have for number two
1: okay so despite so many performances of being canceled for one reason or another i eternally have bragging rights to see oratorio for living things by heather Son of a and motherless goat. you're welcome yeah shut off <laughs> everyone else couldn't go and i yeah. yeah 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 well thank you uh to god aka press reps So one of the last great things I saw at the end of 2020, which I had actually forgotten about because it was such a blur of a year for digital theater was theater in quarantines. I am sending you the sacred face, which was written by Christian directed and performed by the great Joshua William Gelb. It was like this one act virtual glittery mother Teresa drag thing. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Having a real one. Um, But it was my first big exposure to Christian's work and really, really does what she does well, which is this conversation plus gospel equals pseudo-religious experience formula. So then the spring Oratoria for Living Things came, and it was just that. It was religious adjacent with the holy thing being time, in her words, um, and all these different sequences, some in Latin, some in English, just really profound and meditative meditative and otherworldly, and I just like get giddy thinking about how beautiful it was. And it, it, it's immersive and not in the sense that I hate, but also one of a handful of times where I felt like the audience was part of the design and the show didn't give me secondhand embarrassment as a result. I I think it's supposed to have some kind of future life. They had talked about it a while ago and I know there's like a big mailing list for everything and they had created social media pages for it. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I just, at the very least hope there's an audio recording because that dissonance hits just right and it is a beautiful blend of theater and church and kind of the meld in the middle there.
0: Yeah. You you talking You're about welcome. It did, did not make me any more uh, or any less upset about having my yeah. performance cancelled, but um all right. So my number two is a show that I actually was wasn't sure if Ashley, when you said it was something that I recommended to you, I wasn't sure if it was Mm. going to be Which Way to the (sighs) Stage or this one.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) This is um, Lincoln Center Theater, LCT3's At the Wedding. So great. An honorable mention. Yeah, it is a play by Brenna Turner, directed Mm -hmm. by Jenna Warsham, and had an incredible cast, including Mary Weissman, who I spoke to here. Also featured Rebecca Smanga-Frank, Will Rogers, Han Van Skyver. It is one of the funniest, one of the most touching, one of the most heartbreaking, but also heart healing yeah. things that I've seen in a long, long time. It is a show that, like um, uh, Which Way to the Stage, delves into what it means to be uncomfortable in your own skin, both as a queer person and maybe not, and uh, was just... It- funny like you would see in like a movie but also had all of the depth and the heart that you want to see from a straight play on a new york stage Mm, i guess Mm. yeah straight play in quotes (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) but it was really remarkable And, and i was still kind of aghast that it didn't get the recognition while it was running uh for just how wonderful it was it had multiple starts and stops because of covid and it you know got cut a little bit short but they came back for like one performance a couple weeks later, it was a really herky-jerky production schedule, but it was, it is a mm-hmm, wonderful yeah. show, and I hope that it has the opportunity to play regionally, because I thought it was tremendous, and light. I think the cast is remarkable. So, um at the wedding from uh, LCT3, which is one reason why I, I will always go to... Claire shows at the Claire Tower or Claire oh, it's Toe. It's so true. Yeah. Because like you always have the opportunity to see like just a remarkable show that you would never have, have thought would be as good as it was.
1: And that was one that I wasn't sure I was going to get to and you're like, "No, you have to see it." And yeah. you're right. It was awesome.
0: I'm glad that you agreed. Uh, all right, Grace, what is your number 1? You kind of teased it a Ba-da-da. minute ago. Uh, yeah. What do you got?
2: This is going to come to no surprise of any listener and or you too, but here we are. I have to say, my favorite theater experience was not here in the U.S. of A. This Shocking. theater experience what? was uh, all the way at the Royal Shakespeare uh, yeah. <laughs> Company for Totoro. Um, not, not because it's my favorite film of all time and not because it's Japanese and not because I love puppets, but because it was literally the best theater experience of the year. Um I was invigorated and moved and and I was crying next to an adult man who was also crying um for the same reasons like it was a theater full of people that knew the movie and it was also a room of people that had no idea what was going to happen and um I just I really can't consolidate it into 30 seconds but I just want to say like I hope it has a life outside of that so it can continue to bring smiles and tears to everyone across the world because if you know this movie or even if you don't it was such a Immaculate piece of storytelling with music, um, with Joe Hisashi's original score, with the puppetry of Basil Twist. Um, it really mm. was a perfect love letter to a film that so many have loved, but also uh, a film that a lot of people uh, in in the US, especially, don't know and have familiarity with. Performances were top notch. A perfect piece of storytelling. I really have mm. no other words.
0: <laughs> awesome. I hope we get the chance to see it over here. Uh, please. Yes. All right, Ashley, what is your number one show of the okay. year?
1: Okay, so I, I'm i going to talk about other shows where we inevitably talk about honorable mentions because yeah. there's a lot of shows that I've loved, 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 love this year that I have talked about in depth. Uh, see literally an episode last week where I talked for nine straight minutes about Merrily. You did. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I would say my Favorite show of the year The best theater I saw this year was at Here Arts and it was Taylor Mac and Matt Ray's The Hang I saw this in March Oh yeah I saw this in March and One I think about it at least once a week And two nothing Ever beat it for me It was Um best described (laughs) as a jazz and opera queer romp and had debate and decadence what it's doing it's imagining the final hours of the life of socrates pre-execution um the books and the lyrics are by taylor mack who i would walk through hell for judy every time the music's by ray you have a band who's part of the show you have just aesthetics and decadence and color everywhere the costuming and scenic design is done by machine dazzle who is sensational every time if you're in new york they have their first solo exhibition at the museum of arts and design right now called queer maximalism by machine dazzle absolutely necessity um you know absolutely the most remarkable work Every time their work is on a stage and that and Clint Ramos and Sophia Choi's costuming for K-pop are the best costuming you saw on a stage this year in New York. It's not even close, but... You know, all of that, this quote, centuries long communal consideration full of jazz dance debates and queer romps. I think that's enough for your imagination. It was just lush Mm. and queer and provocative and joyous and solemn all in one. And I just hope I get to see it again someday, whenever that may be. I will be there.
0: Awesome uh i don't know how to respond to that description of a show but it sounds delightful yeah um all right i am going to go with something a little more cliche than either of you do did it. um but what is great about this is that i saw this show with both of you at different uh, times uh just i do wish um, more than
1: anything more than life
0: that it will come on tour closer to me than it is currently (laughs) scheduled to come. This of course is the Encores production turned Broadway revival of into the woods. Originally saw it with grace at city center, then saw it for the first time with Ashley on Broadway and then went back for a third time to see it by myself on Broadway. I've seen three mostly different casts in this and I wish there was some Mm -hmm. way to like, combine my favorite people from each one (laughs) Um, but when i got the season subscription to encores it was mainly for this show when grace and i I think we're doing the show that day we're doing today on broadway and said oh my god this announcement is amazing we have to go and we did it didn't end up having christian Borrell, although i did end up getting to see him on broadway this year Mm -hmm. It, it was just Exactly what you want from an Encores production. Unbelievable talent doing a show more or less as straight as humanly possible, but just giving it everything that their talents will allow to be able to see Heather Headley on a Broadway stage for the first time in 20 years 21 years probably since I saw her in Aida was magical I've talked about her for a long time about how I think she might be if not my favorite performer in the history of my theater going up there in the top two or three she was incandescent she lived up to all of my very very lofty expectations (laughs) I only wish that she could have gone with it um, to win win another Tony and uh, but she was remarkable I adore Sarah Bareilles and the rest of that cast was fantastic. Then to go see it on Broadway with some different folks in there uh with Patina Miller coming in and then to go back and see it again with uh Stephanie J Block and ha- see to have to seen Josh Henry and um and Andy Carl in the show as well and Cheyenne Jackson it's just Jackson, like yeah. yeah, it's like it's ridiculous how many people are Did doing the show. Did
1: you see Montego too or just Katina i did i saw okay. no
0: I, I saw all three of those witches and not seeing uh, Jaquina, but saw obviously brian darcy james as well did not see uh, sebastian but hoping to on tour yeah. so it's just like what what a, a gift from encores and uh, everybody who produced it and stephen sondheim to give okay. theater people the opportunity to see this show with so many different incredible people and i've talked about the fact that like my brother Not a musical theater person (laughs) by any means is absolutely obsessed with this show. And I've told this story before, but like he, he calls me literally like this was like a month ago and says, have you ever just gotten upset and thought about the fact that like nobody's ever going to see that original cast of, of into the woods again? I'm like, yeah, dude, that's what theater is. Welcome to
1: my entire existence since like sixth grade. Yeah.
0: So it's just, uh, it's wonderful. I loved it in every incarnation for different reasons. And I'm very excited that it's going to be going out on tour. And like I said, hopefully it comes down a little further south, because I think right now the closest it's going to come to me is North Carolina, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll do it. I-, I would prefer to not to have to go that far, but I will if I have to. So yeah.
1: I'm really proud see. of you for having a Sondheim show. It's so your number one. Thank you for that.
0: I mean, I'm kind of surprised Merrily wasn't there. Like, I think I might have tried to avoid the recency bias and to put two yep. in my top five. Um, but that does lead us mm-hmm. into, into, um, our, our honorable mentions. Grace, do you have any more? Or did you just stick with your five?
2: I mean, you guys kind of like said it. Which way to the stage was my like top, yeah. top, top off Broadway like mm-hmm. moment? Um, yeah, like I just, I think it's such a brilliant piece and, um, that's that's kind of oh I you know I had also thrown this in but you kind of talked about it at the top of it so I didn't want to be like weird but like such a like a God, I hate myself um like the swish of getting to take like my show from Atlanta to the mm-hmm. Connolly in New York just was it it just felt like an accomplishment as like an artist and um the other work that I got to see through the She NYC festival was also so great that I was like I'm excited to be a part again of like seeing new work and and being being on the forefront of that um for sure was um it was just cool cuz i was just like yeah this is the thing this is why we you know move and and work around new york and and why we try to get our work out there because you get to see other people's work too and feed off of that and um the connelly is like iconic and beautiful. And like, it's where like Kate Berlin is doing her show right there, right now. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. So I, I just, I threw that in there. Right was like, this was a notable mention for her life.
0: <laughs> no, it was it, not honorable mention. That's like, that's a highlight for absolute. Sure. Um, Ashley, what do you have for some honorable mentions you want to throw out?
1: We've mentioned a good amount of them, um, especially at the wedding, obviously, Merrily and Into the Woods. Grace and I got to see Fat Ham at The Public, which was Mm -hmm. just so, so great. And I can't wait for its Broadway return. Um, Kimberly Akimbo, which I loved off-Broadway. I haven't gotten to see on Broadway yet. Um, And the reverse, I didn't get to see for colored girls who have considered suicide off Broadway, but I got to see it on Broadway and I was so grateful for that. Same with a strange loop. Um, top dog, underdog, cost of living. All of my Broadway shows ended up in honorable mentions. It was such a good year for off Broadway and such a good year for Broadway that it's like, it was so hard to narrow down my list. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the final one, I just got to see a few weeks ago and tis the season, uh, Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. I'm so glad it's back because it really is just the absolute Remarkable, most yeah. perfect production of that show.
0: Yeah um my honorable mention some of them we've mentioned including merrily uh k-pop is in there as well but i do want to shout out some other things that i love i briefly mentioned space dogs um nick Mm -hmm. Blameyer and van hughes show grace you and i saw that together um really fantastic that is one of three mcc shows on my list here um the other one was only gold which is like It's a mess, but God did I love that show. Wish I got um, to see it. Yeah. Titanic is on my honorable mentions list as I'll well. Um, A Christmas Carol with Jefferson Mays, definitely oh. on my list. Yes. Um, I saw Our Town at the Oslo Rep here in Florida, and I'm a sucker for that show. That's one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite yeah. play of all yeah. time. So I, I love didn't get that. A
2: callback, so I'm not supporting oh. that. You're there forever. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, yeah. Yeah. That did not, not be good. Emily. Anyways. Not
0: cool. Um, and then the last one I want to mention, this is a show that will probably not be on anybody's um list at all except for maybe the people who were in it or who wrote it but I really liked Whisper House um Duncan Sheik's Whisper House that yeah, was at 59 he's 59 I went in with super low expectations because the reviews weren't great and like Cause again that
1: was a civilians production right? correct like, yes, okay. yes who I usually adore and I just didn't get a chance I- Feel like I was sick or something and had to reschedule it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I went in not expecting much because the reviews didn't love it and it wasn't great, but it was, it was good and like it was mm-hmm. different and it was doing some weird things and like, um, it was, oh, who? It was Molly Hager and somebody else in, in like these really ghostly, interesting roles. And I forget What's who the dude ben? was. Yeah, it was Ben. Was it Ben Fankhauser? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah it was. Mr. Roof uh, machine, yes.
0: Yeah, they were they were great. I really, really enjoyed it. So those would be my those would be my honorable mentions. I, honestly, our town would have been at the top if if Grace would have gotten a callback and, and and or into the True. show. But Way to ruin it. <laughs> yeah all right everybody so let us know what your favorite shows of 2022 were was there anything that we obviously forgot from our list is there anything that we didn't get to see that maybe we still have the opportunity to see let us know you can reach out to us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt grace where can people find you
2: you can find me on all social media
1: platforms at it's grace aki ashley you can find me on instagram at no this is ashley
0: uh, oh no Twitter did you completely yeah. drop the Twitter
1: I'm I'm working my way out slowly okay. but surely so we'll
0: just, I yeah. mean now that Elon has officially let the people decide that he's not going to be the CEO anymore we'll see what happens oh, from there I'm sure oh, only yeah. good things I'm sure only good things nothing all right everybody <laughs> we hope you have a wonderful holiday's not exactly sure when this one's going to be dropping but whatever you celebrate and if it's even just New Year's Day we hope that you have a wonderful season and we will talk to you soon Now I understand